tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Good afternoon to you, our cherished and discerning listeners. It's another blessed and beautiful Wednesday, and we're happy to bring you another exciting edition of your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, yeah, yeah, yeah. First Code Management Services also sponsors the show today, and they say that industry gets it right. Lancaster University also sponsors Masterclass today, and they boast of being one of the only British university campuses in all of West Africa. My name, as always, is Yabanafo, and I'm excited to be back here on the show. A very big thank you to Daryl last week. Daryl held me down. He benched on the show, and uh, I understand that it was a very brilliant show, exciting show as well. I almost wish that Daryl would continue today, but I have to come back and continue the show. I'm excited. I missed you all, and I'm happy to to be back on the show today. We have mixed feelings coming onto the show today because today we sort of bring to a conclusion the conversation that um, we started a couple of weeks ago on project management. We've been spending time with a wonderful resource person. I always read his resume and I say that when I grow up, I want to be like him because it's one of those resumes that tells you that he's put in the work he's put in the effort in our generation we we always say that make sure you put in the work whatever field of endeavor that you're working in make it count become the best at what you do in fact if you're going to measure yourself by anything it's good to measure yourself by what other people have done and and what they've achieved but always aim to be the best version of yourself the best version of yourself so that at any point in time, if anybody's saying that, what did so-and-so do during his lifetime? I see you as so-and-so. When they're reading your tribute, end of time, they will always say that you were the best version of yourself. Today, we sort of conclude the conversation on project management and we'll be looking at project execution, project monitoring, project contr- controlling, and then also be looking at project closing, project closing. It's absolutely important that once you start your project management process, you must, once you start it officially through the process we've, we've shared here on, on the show, you must also close it properly so that you can measure it over time. Because I'm sure that as a resource person will share shortly, you'll understand the importance of project closing. I'm excited to be back here on the show. Latif, you're welcome back to the conversation. Thank you so I'm much. I'm talking plenty because I've missed you. I've, <laughs> and I've missed our listeners also. I know, I know, I know. We missed you too last week. So, And I was following on social media and I was getting a lot of questions. People were asking questions about, you know, how do I do this? I'm running this project. How do I do that? How do I understand the, the terms that have been shared, the work breakdown structure and all of that? It, yeah. it gives me joy because then it means that we're, we're doing something right. We're making impact. Yep. And as we close the show today, let's go in with that same spirit because, again, the Yuletide is one of those periods that come with the greatest surge of projects. Yeah. Because people are preparing for Christmas. Definitely. Um, in a couple of months, it will be Christmas. I, I like yep. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you're an entrepreneur, you sell anything, a service, you sell a product, whatever it is you sell, um, people will require your product in order to make their experience 
of the celebration that's upcoming complete. Yep. And therefore, you should have or should be about starting a certain cycle, we can refer to this as a project, yeah. which will put Most you definitely. in a poor position to benefit or optimize, you know, whatever is happening, the business activity within that period. Mm-hmm. So as we talk about project closing to that, we talk about project execution. Mm-hmm. Try and make some of the examples about what's going to happen, the surge of business, okay. the, the, you know, expenditure is going to increase towards end of year. Mm-hmm. Never mind the fact that school fees is in January. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So when we you are know, planning now, we should have exactly. that in consideration. Let's do a quick recap, 30 seconds if you will. I know that last week was super, it was brilliant. Yeah. Quick recap so, for flow of thought. I mean, for and f- let's go straight into today. For flow of thought, we are saying that, I mean, for every project you are about to embark on, mm. we go through five major processes. Mm-hmm. The first one is initiating. Second one is planning, executing, monitoring and controlling, mm-hmm. and closing. Those mm-hmm. are the five major processes. Mm-hmm. We're able to tackle the first process. That said that for every project, to initiate a project, you go through two things. Mm-hmm. You, do, you go through two processes. One is to develop a project charter, mm-hmm. the document that authorizes the project to begin and authorizes the project manager to take charge of the project. Then the second thing you do for initiating is to identify stakeholders. So if you're able to develop project charter and identify stakeholders, automatically you have your project initiated properly. Mm. From initiating, then we move to planning. For planning, what we actually did was to try and define what the project requirements are. That's why we talked about the Banku and Okro steel mm-hmm. preparation. Famous, famous yes. example. <laughs> so we, we, we looked out for the requirements for every plan. Your bottom line is to get the requirements. Develop your project scope statement. That is a detailed description of the work that needs to be done. And this project scope statement helps you come up with the work breakdown structure. Mm-hmm. The work breakdown structure is the backbone of planning. And it's a pictorial description of whatever work you want to do. You understand? That's it's like a, like a diagram. It's a, like a diagram that gives you all the elements of work that needs to be performed for your project to be successful. Then, with... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. That for us to get a better understanding of the work breakdown structure, we spoke about the work breakdown structure dictionary. 
which is basically like a dictionary that explains every item within the work breakdown structure. So it, it, it will list all the items in the work breakdown structure, which are mostly activities that you are going to perform on your project. Mm. Give us the activity description, a more detailed description of each of the activities, the start time of the activity, the end time, the resources required, material resources, human resources, and financial resources required to perform each activity. Who's going to do it? The who is responsible. When they're going to do it. Exactly. And then we have the acceptance criteria. That is the WBS dictionary. Now we are saying that currently with the work breakdown structure and the WBS dictionary, you can move into implementation of projects. So the implementation of project currently we are going to be doing or the project execution is just using all the activities that have been spelled out in our WBS dictionary and then begin to implement them one by one per the timelines associated to each activity. Meaning we've started what? Executing. Mm -hmm. In project management, we say project execution depends on two things. We execute projects based on the project management plan. So whatever has been spelled out in the plan. In this case, our crust of our plan is the WBS dictionary. That gives us all the list of activities we need to be perform. The timelines we need to what, execute each of the activities. Now we move on to begin implementation. Implementation simply means that take what you have planned to do work on. Begin working on them based on the timelines associated to what, each of the activities. So we pick activity one, which was go to the market. What is the timeline? It has to be Monday, 3 p.m. So we put it. So it means that Monday, 3 p.m., we must start going to the market. Mm. What is the end date? It must, we must be back by 7 p.m. It means that Monday, 7 p.m., we must be back per our schedules. So all we are doing during project execution is that picking each activity one by one and going according to it, according to uh, implementing them, according to our timelines and our budget. Let me just chip this in very quickly. And again, I always like to bring the theory back home to what we're doing practically. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can almost see in my mind's eye um, a business owner who's saying, listen, I know what I'm going to do. I'm importing ties for Christmas. The ties are going to come in through, um, let's say, Nigeria, and I'm going to, you know, bring them by, by land into Ghana. I know the timelines. I know when I should go to the bank for the money. Why should I have to write all this down and then, and then write a dictionary that, you know, is going to explain what I'm the one who's doing is my business. Let's talk directly to a CEO who's thinking like this. Yeah. Why it is important to write it down. For example, there should be a charter. Why there should be issues. It's a not plan. something that... Um, it's, you know, you like writing things. Yeah. Let's just get the job done. Yeah. Why is it important? Because, again, I mean, you go ahead first and then I'll chip in. Because okay. I was thinking about it when I was coming. Yeah, yeah. So, mostly, one, we talk about legal issues. Mm. Especially when, when you're working, if it's, if it's not your self-owned projects. It's, we document information because of legal issues, because of um, to, re to facilitate communication also as well, and to reduce conflict on projects. Beautiful point you've made. And the reason is that when you've written it down and you are looking at it again, you see things that you didn't see before. Yes. So when it's all <laughs> sitting in your mind, I see you. See you, we're talking to you today. Yeah. If it's all sitting in your mind, you don't have the benefit of an overview. Exactly. Reviewing it or letting exactly. someone else look at it. This is the reason why sometimes you type an email and you put it down and you go home and come back the next day. It's not because you don't know what you're doing, but when you look at it again, you see then, things you didn't exactly. see before. The other thing I was going to chip in was that it's important to write these things down because it allows you to also measure. Mm. 
exactly your performance because your resources it. are time they are money you talked about budget last exactly. week you know so i just wanted to bring that point home to the ceos listening to us this afternoon that it's, it looks like a lot of paperwork and a lot of um you know i know my right i know my right kind of thing but it's important for you as ceo if you are doing well in your business now you can do better if you adopt the project management and, process and, and also it serves as template for similar projects future projects exactly. so that next time you won't be doing a lot of paperwork because you've done it before so for us We've done several paperwork. So now when we are executing projects, it's just like templates, editing and then progressing, editing, and saving and yeah, progressing. And so for the CEO who says that my people, when I'm not there, they can't think for themselves. I'm always thinking for them because everything is in your mind. Yes. Put it on paper, paper. let it be a reference document. Exactly. So Begin to involve them. When you are not there tomorrow, they can say, ah, last time we did this project, boss did this, he did this, he did this. Then they can ask the right question. Yeah. Let's, let's go straight into today. Project closing. So, um, so <clears throat> with execute so that's how we execute but mm. mind you anytime you execute a project there's a tendency that things might not go as you planned right so that is how come we have project executing going hand in hand with monitoring and controlling mm. so there's a loop between project executing and monitoring and controlling we say that when you execute a project so you need to apply the principles of monitoring and controlling to every implementation step you take and the principle of monitoring and controlling speaks to three things. Look, check, and fix. Look mm. out for potential problems. Check if they are problems, and you fix them. So that is the principle of monitoring and control. So anytime you implement an activity, the next thing you do is to what? Monitor and control that, that particular activity, which simply means that you need to look, check, and fix. If you look and check and you realize that the activity you've implemented meets the requirements you have stated, you move forward. If the activity you've implemented doesn't meet the requirement, then that is when the fixing comes in. Mm. So that is where the process called the change process comes in. So to fix does not necessarily always mean that you go ahead and do the fixing yourself. You only fix yourself as a project manager when the change that is going to be done does not affect the triple constraint. It doesn't affect your scope, your budget, and then your timelines, then you can fix it. But if the change would affect any of these three, automatically you need to go back to management for approval. The triple constraints. Constraints there again are scope, scope time, time, and then cost. And budget. Yes, and budget. So if you are, if you if if there is if your requirements don't if your what sorry, your deliverables, what you are producing based on your executing of your activity. What you are producing, which is the deliverable, when you execute, you get a result. The result is what we refer to as deliverables. If your results or your deliverables doesn't meet your requirements, then there must be a change. So, like I was using an example last time, our requirement is pretty simple. The kind of banku I like, which I know a lot of people will feel um, if I ask them to prepare banku for me. I don't like the soft, smooth banku. I like the hard banku with apo-apo, so that at <laughs> least if my meat is not enough, I can just take one of the apo one of the- <laughs> as meat. <laughs> so, so, so that's me. Exactly. So if you're supposed to execute such projects, and then I come and then you produce a banku which is smooth and soft, it doesn't meet the requirements. So there must be a change request. If that change request that you're going to do, that particular change you're going to effect, would affect the budget of the project and the timelines, meaning that if, if that change would enable you use extra money and or it will, enable, it will delay the preparation of the food, 
then automatically you need to come back to management or stakeholders for approval. That because the time and the budget are going to be affected. If time and budget are not going to be affected, you go ahead and implement the change. Let me ask you this question. I was going to keep it for when you finish. Yeah. Because you are talking about the three um, constraints. constraints. Someone is listening, and let's say they're in the importation business, and they've gone for money. Their boss has traveled and said, listen, make sure that you stock up. We're buying rice or mm. sugar. 1000 bucks. Mm-hmm. So they've placed their order. They've, they've wired the money yeah. to whoever is shipping the rice. Mm-hmm. Then they get a phone call and say, Unfortunately, because of increased demand and because we have to also satisfy all our customers, we can only provide for you um, 750 bucks or 700 bucks of the rice you are looking for. Mm -hmm. But because we already have your money, we also know that the Ghana market is very big on sardines. So your money would have gotten you, let's say, 500 boxes of sardines, but we'll give you 600 boxes. Does that change the scope yes. of this project? Yes. And what should... A CEO is a final person, but what should an operations manager do? Because now, one of the three constraints is changing. Yes. Automatically, you need to align with management. If any of the constraints are changing, you need to align with management as quick as possible. But the manager is, is in communicado. So what happens is that there are steps we take. The reason why we are straight about you need to align with management is that sometimes people would say that, okay, if the constraints are being changed, you have a contingency reserve. You can apply your contingency reserves. But let's have in, in, in mind that the contingency reserves are also for unforeseen circumstances, the risks that may occur. Mm-hmm. So if you end up using all your contingency reserves for such a situation, you'll be hot. Mm-hmm. That is why I always say that, look, if it is a major impact on your constraints, then you need to align with management. Get approval before you take a step forward. It's the standard. I'll go back to the example. In this case, they're not spending more. Okay. Yes. They're going to get less bags of rice. Yes. But they're also going to get sardine, which is equally a a moving product. Yes. Yes. But but can they take that decision? Because it's a change in scope. Yes. So what should such a person do? So that's what I'm saying. If you are changing scope, you don't have the right. Scope is not determined by the project manager or the operations manager. The scope is determined by the stakeholders. Okay. It's so, if assuming you think that sardines is moving, so you can also jump on it and sell, it might not be what will satisfy the stakeholders. Mm. So you only implement what the stakeholders have agreed on. That is it. You are moving towards what we call gold plating, mm-hmm. thinking that because the thing is worth it, is good, you have money, and then you can sell to make more money. So we should go ahead and do it. We call it gold plating because it is not in relation to what the stakeholders required. Anything that is not in relation to our requirement is not done. If you want to do sardine in addition because you have extra money and you are, not, you are unable to get all the quantity of rice you require, then go back to stakeholders. That is so it's absolutely important that. to go back all the time. and align with management all in order to, to address the issue of the scope change. All the time. All the time. Same would be the case if the shipment was for six weeks and now they say it's seven weeks. Yes. You must because now there's changing time. Time. So scope, time, and budget. Very critical. Okay. Understand. Let's move so, on. So we are saying that when you, realize, when you implement an activity and you get a result, you need to check the results with your requirements that you stated in your plan. If the results meet your requirement, so be it. You continue. If the results doesn't meet your requirement, then it means that you need to fix it. So we fix it through changes. 
And then these changes go for approval and they are implemented in four ways. Changes are implemented in the form of updates, which is basically changes that are done to documents. Or they are implemented in the form of corrective action. Now, the changes that are done are implemented. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And you, uh, the work is actually ongoing. So you want to implement, you've realized that the work is ongoing and realized there's a problem. You want to change it. We call it corrective action. And there are changes that are implemented on your results. That, are, that is what we refer to as the defect repairs. Mm. So it means that you produce the deliverable. Like they produced my banku, and the banku came smooth and soft. We need to make a change. The changes that are implement, implemented on that are called what? Defect repairs because the results have been delivered already. Yeah. Then we have the final one, which is called a preventive action. When you anticipate that there will be a problem and you put in a change to prevent the problem from happening, we call that kind of change the preventive, preventive. action. So we have the preventive action. We have the corrective action. Mm-hmm. We have the updates and then we have the defect repair. Mm. That is how we implement change. Mm. So in project management, you implement the activity. You execute the activities based on the timelines. You get your results. Then you monitor and control the results using the technique we call look, check, and fix. Mm. Look out for potential problems. Check if there are problems. And then you fix them. How do we fix them? We fix them by documenting it, documenting the problem in the form of what? A change request. Go for approval. Mind you, not all changes are approved. Because there are certain times when you go, the board can reason out and tell you that, no, this one, you don't need to implement a change. You need to go back and do A, B, C, D. And you can resolve it. Mm-hmm. So, but when you go, whatever the case, they would approve or reject. Yeah. And then you need to come back and redo the work or redo whatever advice they give you to do. Mm-hmm. That is it. So we continue that process from based on the timelines and the activities that we have stated in our plan. Until we get to the last activity and we are done with everything. Mm-hmm. When we are done with everything that we're supposed to do as per our work breakdown structure dictionary or as per our scope of work, now we can move to project closing. Right. 
in project management anyway, closing happens based on two reasons. We don't, we okay, closing is compulsory. You always close a project. That is compulsory. Every you have project, to close it. No, you have to close a project. You understand? And, and, and there's a reason. If you don't close the project, because closing simply means handing over the work formally to the client or customer. If you don't do that, it means the work is still under your domain. So anything that happens to the work, it means that if there is any default, uh, defect, and so on and so forth that happens, you have to pay for it. If because you had you haven't handed over the work to the client, that is why we say no matter the circumstance or situation, you must close a project. Mm-hmm. There are two reasons for project closure. One, projects are closed based on extension, or two, projects are closed based on starvation. Extension simply means that you are closing the project because it has achieved its requirements. All requirements have been met. Mm-hmm. Starvation means, simply means you are closing a project because you can't continue the project based on lack of resources, whether material resources, financial resources, and so on and so forth, human resources. You, you cannot continue because there's lack of human resource or there's lack of information. That is starvation. So let me ask a question. In that case, would you be closing the process or you'll be closing the project? You'll be, close, you'll be closing the project. I'm asking the question because, for example, if you're putting up a structure, three, three unit classroom block, and for lack of resources or whatever, the thing is at a stage where you can't continue. Let's say litigation, you're in court. Um, the project is not complete. Yes. So when you say you've closed it, you've closed it on paper. Yes. You've, no, you've, no you've, you've naturally closed it simply means that mm-hmm. at that stage, and there's, if there's litigation, at that stage where there's litigation, close the project and hand over the stage you are to the client. Because projects are done mean. in phases. I see what you mean. What, 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 so we, we call it close project or phase. That's it. Mm-hmm. Projects are done in phase. Wherever you are, you can close it. Mm-hmm. Close it because there's litigation. So there are buildings out there where there, we have um, and there, I mean, issues on them and then they are in court. As a project manager... The wise thing to do is that if the issue is in court, it might take one year, three years. You, you, you and I know you do, how long you can take. You don't know how long it's so what take. do you do? If you don't formally hand over the stage that you are in, whatever issues happen to that building simply means it's under your care. Closing simply means that, Charlie, you're handing over whatever you have done to the person. Mm-hmm. If the issues are resolved, you would come back and reopen or reinitiate the project. Then you can evaluate what is there and give the cost to the client properly. I have, I have one more question. We'll be getting um, interactive shortly um, so that you can ask your question. This is Masterclass here on the Superstation. We'll be taking a message from our sponsors. But before we do that, let me just ask you very quickly. In the case where the project is stalled for whatever reason, um, legal or otherwise, and therefore you have to close it and hand over to um, the client, yeah. is that a decision that also requires aligning with the stakeholder. And I ask that question because if you're closing it, it will require demobilizing, if it's a construction site, demobilizing the entire site. Mm-hmm. And demobilizing means that you're powering down. Mm-hmm. It takes time and money to power up before mm-hmm. and you know you start a project. <laughs> yeah. So if you're powering down, would that be a uh, would that require aligning with a client with whom you are litigating? How how is that whole thing? Yeah, so so it requires aligning with the client and other stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Very much important. Because 
For instance, let me give you an example. You know, when you're going to, on the Akralabadi Road, towards La Pan. I had that, that in my mind. <laughs> ah, so there's that huge structure yes, the that has been closed. You realize that the, constr- the, the contractor has moved out. Of site, yes. Yes. I'm assuming that basically because he has closed down the project and mm. formally handed over the state. If he hadn't closed down the project, imagine for the past four years, do you think that when he goes back, even what he has built, there will not be a lot of defense repairs that he needs to do? There will be a lot of repairs he needs to do. Who, who bears that cost? Mm. That's the question. If he hadn't closed down and formally handed over to the client, he has to bear that cost. He would still be, um, he would still have liability. Yes, legally. Because, he, because he's on under, site. Exactly. But you close down, handover. Close down simply means that meet with the relevant stakeholders and the client and customer. Let the person review whatever work you have done, whatever deliverables you have produced. When he accepts whatever deliverables you have produced, let him sign off. And then you can end the project there. And assure the person that you will reinitiate the process when the necessary information or resources become available. Because maybe you are closing the project based on what? Starvation. Interesting thoughts there. I want us to get interactive so that our listeners can also be part of this conversation because we're ending that entire conversation today. So we want to get interactive. But before we do that, we'll take a quick message from our sponsors. We'll be right back. favorite on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 551 97 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention, everyone, class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass, and today we're concluding our conversation on project management. Here in the studio with us is Latif Abubakar, our resident project management <laughs> consultant. Today's show is brought to us by Goyle, Good Energy Goyle, Yenara. Yeah, they are also brought to us by First Code Management Services Industry, Get It Right, and by Lancaster University, the only British university campus in all of West Africa. The phone lines are now open. You can give us a call on 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. You can also send us your comments on 55 That's 55 one one nine nine seven. We want to see your comments and read them out and try and get some responses for you as well, so that we can learn together. Life is too short to make all the mistakes ourselves. So let's let's learn from each other. Pick up that phone. Give us a call zero three zero two two one six five four one. Let's see. Let's bring that. Let's keep, let's keep talking about project closure. Yeah, I have a few questions, but I think you have a few more points to make. Yeah. So I was I was yes. just going to progress to say that even after closing the project. They are mode of transitioning the projects. Mm. There are two ways by which projects that are closed are transitioned. They are transitioned based on integration or transition, transitioned based on addition. Transition based on integration simply means that the project you have embarked on seamlessly uh, positioned in an organization. So it becomes part of the day-to-day operational activities of the organization. Mm. If such a project is done that way, then we'll say that the project has been integrated. So if it was, let's say, the introduction of a new email system. 
Good. And by the time it's done, everybody can can fluidly send their emails and receive emails. It means then I've achieved integration. Integration. Good. Addition simply means the project you embarked on is now autonomous with regards to the organization. That project is on its own. So we can use most of the institutions that we have here as an example, like the NIA. Mm. Technically, the NIA is under the National, no, the National Health Insurance Authority. Mm. It's under the Ministry of Health, mm-hmm. technically. Mm-hmm. But, and it was, but now, it has its own autonomy. Mm-hmm. It has its own board of directors. It gets its own funding. Mm-hmm. And then what? It, it, I mean, they do their planning, their budgeting mm-hmm. by themselves. Mm-hmm. But in a way, the head reports to the Minister of Health. Yeah. yeah, so it's part of, technically, it's part of the Ministry of Health. But it has its what? Autonomy. That's mm. how we, we see that particular project. The Ministry of Health was there. It helped with the establishment of the N National Health Insurance mm-hmm. Authority. But now the National Health Insurance Authority is an autonomous body with regards to what. So, for example, the if, of if, I mean, if, if you are bringing it to um, the arena of business, for example, you would say that there's a business which has its offices in, let's say, Okanshi. But now we have um, expanded and we now have another business center in Edum, Good. in Kumasi. It's an addition. And we have successfully established that office. Yes. The manager of that Edum office will still report to head office in Okaishi, yeah. but it stands identified exactly. with on a certain own. amount of power to operate, to operate in some kind own. of autonomy. And make some... So that's the business example that's exactly. right. So that becomes right. an addition of a project to the existing bigger project. Can a project team? achieve addition and, and integration at the same time? Oh. I ask the question because if I'm, I'm opening two branches and I put one in Segi, and one in Idum, and my head office is in Okaishi, they have achieved um, a standalone status, but they are now part of the business. So now when I'm talking about my branches, I refer to Sigi and Idum as part of my network. Mm-hmm. So they are integrated, but they are also Yes, they are, they, are, they, are, they are integrated. You see... They, I'm, I'm trying to define the scope. Yes. <laughs> the, the integration actually works if the project has no autonomy mm. on its own. If the right. project has no autonomy, then we say that then it is, we say it's integrated. It is, is integrated. So right. the Supreme Court in mm-hmm. 2000 decided to do the computerization of the Supreme Court mm-hmm. project, mm-hmm. where the entire Supreme Court was computerized. Mm-hmm. You know, and that system actually has has been made part of the Supreme Court operational mm-hmm. system. There is no autonomy. It, it, it can't stand on its, on its own. own. Exactly, as an autonomy entity. Which has its own budget and so on and so forth. Call make its own decisions and so on and so forth. It's inanimate. It takes its form from the process. Exactly. So that is actually the difference between integration and what mm. additions. So that is how a project is actually transition after mm. they are closed. Interesting, interesting, interesting points. The um, phone lines are open. 0302216541. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Today we conclude our conversation on project management. We've been talking about project management for the last four weeks. Today Latif ends this conversation here with us. How have you managed your various projects within your organization as a business owner, as an operations manager, as a CEO, as a GM? What has your experience been shared with us? Life is too short. We cannot all make the same mistakes. So let's learn from your mistakes. You learn from our mistakes. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Zero. 302-216-541. Otherwise, you can also send us your comment on 055 If you're driving and you're listening to us, please do not text while you drive because we want you to arrive alive. Make sure you pack off the road um, safely and give us a call 302 or send us your comment on 055 While we're waiting for the phone lines to ring, um, I have a question here. 
again, going back to the triple constraint, time, um, budget, and, uh, and scope. How do we apply the conversation on the preventive and corrective to it? I mean, as we are talking, there was something that, you know, came to my mind that if I engage in a preventive endeavor, then I, I, I prevent extra expenditure and I probably even prevent a scope creep of some sort. Exactly. So it doesn't... So a preventive action is always preferred. Oh, yes. A preventive, just like quality. You said, uh, I mean, we always say prevent, preventive actions are better than inspection. Mm. So it, a preventive action is actually what we all wish. It's preferred. Yes, it's, it's the most preferred uh, way to go. But unfortunately, in, in, in executing a project, sometimes you don't have control. It will mm. go beyond you anticipating mm. until maybe you are working on, the, on, 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 on that particular activity before you get to know there's a problem. But if you are very smart and you're able to pick up or anticipate a problem before it occurs, that is the best choice for you. Oftentimes, you talk to people who handle projects and you get, you know, the statement which you just made. But I, you, you have made it from, from, from a place of authority in terms of your qualifications. So I can understand where you're coming from. But I speak to people and you hear, as for projects, it will always go beyond the time. It will always go beyond the time. You know, and you get the impression that they are not prepared to make it work. Yeah. You see, if you're going to yeah. go through all the trouble of the charter, of the plan, of the schedule, of the budget, and you're just going to get up and say, oh, it's never going to... Yeah, well, you're wasting your time and my time. Exactly. What are some of the things that a business owner can do to ensure that, granted, that there are things that are outside your control? The things that are within your control, don't add them to the things outside your control. Yeah, if so you can control your budget, control, control it. it. If you can control your time, control it. If you can control your scope, control it. What are some of the things that we can say to our business owners so that we don't go into the project thinking, as for, as for projects, they always slip beyond time. When you do that, you fail before you started. But the perception shouldn't be that. You always go beyond time or you always go, uh, I mean, ahead of time. Those are the two options. Mm-hmm. So there are projects that you must make sure you go ahead of time. That's the ideal. When it comes to budget, it's not that you always go over budget. There are projects we've executed and then we went under budget and we had to return the funds. Mm. A lot of the, most of the international projects, that's what happens. We are able to go under budget and return the funds. So the perception should not be one way because if the perception becomes one way, it leads to what we call pardon. A lot of the team members, when they are even planning now, they begin to pardon the time. They make it look like, okay, so the time is one, one year. Let's just have six months to it. <laughs> so that we can relax and do the project. So that, that we can be lazy and irresponsible. That is totally not acceptable. As part of our professional responsibility and code of ethics, that is totally not allowed. Apart from the, the ethics, time as a resource, how important is it in project management? I mean, time as a resource. So we, we always talk about the time value of money mm. because time is always connected to cost one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So there's a monetary aspect of money. So if you're going to talk about time as a resources, I always say, think about your pocket. Assuming you delay and you're supposed to meet a deadline, what, what would you be doing? You need to pay extra money. You need, you're working with, you're supposed to finish painting mm-hmm. a particular area. And then you delay, you go sleep. And you're supposed to deliver the project maybe mm-hmm. the next day. You have two painters. They can't finish the project before the next day. What do you do? You would be forced to increase your... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. People end up losing businesses because of this, this, this perception and attitude of pardon. Mm. Where you relax and you think that you can deliver at any time. If you relax and you can deliver at any time, the consequences is that you lose, you, you lose trust mm-hmm. and then people, people lose trust in you and they lose faith in you. <coughs> That's the bottom line. I, some organizations have penalties mm-hmm. the, the i mean as per the contract you sign with Defect them liability. exactly as per the contract you sign with them mm-hmm. and then timelines and so on and so forth that they, they implement but for, for me from the professional point of view i always say that it's about you do you want the next business or not mm. are you going to be certain on the job or not are you going to be lazy on the job or not mm-hmm. what do you want to do achieve if this is the only business you want to secure in your world so be it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be consistent and be seen as a professional and get, con- I, I mean, and, and, and per word of mouth, be recommended to other businesses, mm-hmm. automatically you need to do the right thing. You need to do the right thing. Mm. We, we, we have, I, I was, I, I was mm-hmm. trying to take listeners mm-hmm. through a complete overview of the project management process yeah. so that we can have a, a very clear picture of what we've done Please over the ahead. week. So ahead. that talks about the fact that here, we are saying that, assuming you have a project, a project begins as an idea in the mind of a person. Mm-hmm. That person crystallizes the project, the, the idea into objective. That objectives are used to develop the charter, which authorizes the project to begin and, mm-hmm. authorize, and appoints a project manager to make sure that he brings the objectives to reality. Mm-hmm. That project manager comes on board a project and then decides or have to identify all the people that the project might affect or people that can affect our project positively or what? Negatively. Negatively, In doing that process, we would say that the person is what? Identifying stakeholders. Mm -hmm. If you're able to achieve those two processes or steps, then we would say that you have comfortably, you are comfortably done with what? The process called initiating. Mm. From that point, you can now move into planning. In planning, we, we look at three major things. In, in fact, in planning, there are three things we look at. The performance baselines. Mm-hmm. The performance baselines are the scope baseline, 
the cost baseline and the scattered baseline. Because when we are executing, we execute in conformance to these baselines. You understand? How do we develop the baselines? We develop the baselines by determining all the requirements of the project and then come up with the detailed work that needs to be done, which is the scope of work. Due with the scope of work in place, we are able to deduce the work breakdown structure. Mm. So that's based on the scope of work, we're able to develop a pictorial view of all the work that needs to be done on our project. Mm-hmm. Then we come up with a document that explains all the work that has been depicted within the work breakdown structure. That document is what we refer to as what the work breakdown structure dictionary. dictionary yeah. Now, because we have our project scope statement and the work breakdown structure, automatically we know that our scope of work is well defined mm-hmm. properly. The dictionary helps us assign timelines to each of the activities that we have lined out. Mm-hmm. So we have our scope baseline based on the scope of work mm-hmm. and then the BBS dictionary. Now we can use a dictionary to reduce our schedule baseline to know the amount of time we need to perform on each activity mm-hmm. from the beginning of the project towards the end. The end based on the time allocation for each of the activities we are going to work, be performing on our project. Mm-hmm. In the same way, we would be able to assign the amount of money we require to perform each activity. Mm-hmm. So in assigning the amount of time for each activity and assigning the amount of money or mm-hmm. cost or budget the for resource, each yes. activity, we are able to deduce our schedule baseline mm-hmm. and then our Cost baseline. Cost baseline, right. So at the end of the day, we have what we call the scope baseline, which comprises of the scope statement, the WBS and the WBS dictionary. We've been able to deduce our schedule baseline, mm-hmm. and then we've been able to deduce our what cost baseline. It makes executing mm-hmm. easy for us. Because anytime we are executing, we are execute, executing in conformance with what? The baselines. Which is the blueprint that you put down. That is the word. I got Harrison on social media from Dodua. Harrison says, uh, please, what is the difference between project closure and to crash a project? What does it mean to close a project and to crash a project? Then he asks the second question, which says, what's the difference between lag and lead? Okay, so project closure is formally handing over a project that has been staffed or has been extended. Staff means that you cannot continue. Which has gone through its natural life cycle. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. So, and for projects, to crash a project simply means that you are trying to, okay, so we crash projects that are behind schedule. Mm-hmm. Reduce the, the, the time frame trying of the speed project. up. Yes, that is crashing. Trying to speed up. Crashing simply means adding more resources to be able to finish earlier than you are supposed to finish. Because that's not the normal speed. Of that's the, the normal project. speed. So we are expected to finish a project, let's say, in three months. But, or we are supposed to, expected to finish a project in December. But then government says that, look, you need to finish the project in November because I want to launch it before election. <laughs> what, what would you do? You, have to you need to crash, crash the project. The project yeah. Introduce more resources. Means that there are various ways of, 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 of reducing the schedule. But one is crashing. Crashing simply means that introduce more resources. If you have three people working on that project, Put more. You can increase the number. So we say crashing introduces cost. Exactly. Uh-huh. So I think that I've been able to 
Yeah. I mean, his next question is, what is the difference between lag and lead? Lag are insected waiting times within projects. Compose really. Mm. We intentionally insert waiting times. Mm. It helps. It's like resting times. Whatever project you are, there are some projects we say, okay, Sundays we don't come to work. So we, we have insected waiting times. A waiting period. Period for a project. And lead also helps us finish. So it's, they are like catalysts. Lead are like catalysts. Mm. That enable, enables us to start a project earlier than it's supposed to start. Mm. Or finish earlier than it's supposed to finish. Mm. It's a catalyst that helps us fast track our project. Not, all, not when we are behind schedule. Mm-hmm. When we are behind schedule and we want to apply a technique to reduce the schedule, we say we are doing crashing. Mm-hmm. But on a normal day, and we are like, we, we, we want to, okay, so we have a normal schedule, but we still want to finish before the normal schedule. Mm-hmm. We apply what? A lead. Mm-hmm. To, to enable us to finish a project earlier. So a lead can be, say, instead of starting the project one day, mm-hmm. say, guys, we want to finish early. Let's go. Today's Sunday, we're not doing anything. Let's go on. Let's, let's start on Sunday. Mm-hmm. It means you have applied a lead. So now you have started the project earlier than it's than, supposed to start. Than it's supposed to start. Interesting. Let's see if I have another comment on social media. Um, this one, okay, this one is from Harrison. I think I just read this one. Yeah. I think I have another one. Okay. Okay, I don't think that's for me. Right, so um, we run out of time. I'm, I'm struggling to close the show because <laughs> what should 